Do you find yourself wondering who you are? Why are you here? Do you feel out of place? Like something inside you knows a secret? Want to tap into a power source beyond your wildest dreams? How is this possible? Well, join me every other week as we learn to be infinite AF. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for joining me today on Infinite AF. I'm so excited that you're here. We have a great show for you today and I can't wait to get to talking about it. Uh, go ahead and if you enjoy this podcast, leave me a review. If you hated this podcast, leave me a review. <laughs> Anything helps um, because I just would like to get to know what you guys are thinking. I hope your week has been going great and I, I am so happy that you're here. Um, today I have a special guest. I'm so excited and she's one of my dearest friends. Her name is Crystal Flowers and she's going to be talking with us today on attachment. We have a lot going on with attachment today and I see it everywhere all the time. It's like a stalker and <laughs> and we definitely want to get into that. Crystal's also a fellow yogi. She's a yoga instructor. We met a couple years back during um uh, my yoga instructor, uh, yoga teacher training. Uh, we've been friends ever since. We're fellow uh, light workers, uh, truth seekers, uh, awareness mothers, <laughs> all of that good stuff. So um, we're happy to be here with you. So sit back, relax. Let's get into it. All right, Crystal, thank you for joining us today. So excited to be here. Yes, ma'am. And I'm so excited for you to finally join me on the podcast. And I, I think we'll look forward to having many more sessions between you and I, because I think you and I both, we, like, we get into this talking about awareness, this consciousness, this understanding, this uh, awakening, and then it could be like 48 hours later. <laughs> We're like... <laughs> Still talking about it. <laughs> and we're still talking about it. And, and we're still talking about it with the same momentum as the first sentence we said. So I think that's awesome. And I hope that our listeners will do the same as well as they listen along, you know, talk back to your speakers, your radio, because this is really some awesome stuff that we're getting into. So like I said, we are talking about attachment um, and how uh, for some reason, attachment and narratives and, and all of that um, seems to never leave us alone. <laughs> and it, it seems to be one of the bigger things uh, that causes suffering in our life. So uh, I, I want to talk a little bit more about that. So Crystal, I would like to invite you to, to go ahead and share with us, you feel that attachment is, is it good? Is it bad? Is it uh, annoying? <laughs> All of the above. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. So you hit it right on the like right away attachment to me equals suffering and just keep coming back to that like you people think of the main things you can be attached to what like money gambling sex food all these things but if you look deeper sometimes we have these stories or thoughts in our head that run over and over that we get attached to and that we might not even realize and then they're causing us distress so i think trying to really dig deep down into yourself and and look at your patterns and figure out maybe what am what am i attaching to 
could be very, very helpful. I agree. And, and a lot of the times too, the things that we attach to, yes, they, you know, it's, it's, it's almost obvious to others that they no longer serve us, but we're carrying them around like our old little blankie, you know, like our old little comfort blanket. And we love it and we know we've outgrown it and we know that it's really, I mean, I mean, think about that. Think about your little blankie when you're a baby. Like, does that thing even cover your body anymore? Like, it's going to cover, give comfort to maybe a foot. <laughs> and so, you know, and we're, but we're so afraid to let it go. We're so afraid to let it go because it's what we've known. It's what, it's what's kept us, you know, in somewhat of this illusion of control. Um, because if we can see it and we can look at it every day, maybe, you know, I don't know, maybe that old narrative, maybe that old attachment can't just creep up on us, you know? I don't know. I don't know. I think sometimes too, attachment serves this purpose of blame. You know, uh, you attach to maybe a childhood trauma or you attach to some incident from your past. And now I'm this way because of that. Mm-hmm. What do you think for about sure. that? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I can totally relate. That I think equals safety. It's what we know. And it puts us in this place where we don't have to take any risk. We're like, oh, I am, I'm just this way because this happened to me. That's just how I am. And we almost just sit, sit in it. Nothing really, I'm not going to say nothing good comes out of it, but um, we're not growing. We're not taking risk. We, we're, we're holding our little blankie, like you said. <laughs> yeah. um, I can totally relate, like, caretaking and busyness. I know I'm, like, definitely attached to those. And through yoga, I've found that trying to slow yourself down, not staying busy, oh, I'm, you know, I'm doing this here, oh, this fun thing, oh, this to look forward to, really slow yourself down. And that's when you can hear thoughts that you couldn't (laughs) when you're just staying busy, 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 like avoiding, almost avoidance. Right, right. Mm -hmm. And it's important to get into those thoughts. Going back to attachment, and I know that you and I both um, study a little bit of uh, the Buddhist traditional studies. They're really big into this attachment uh, that, you know, they, the four noble truths uh, that life is inevitable suffering, that there's a cause of that suffering, there's an end to that suffering, and then there's the eightfold path to remove that attachment or suffering. And yeah, I mean, and it's, Again, going back to that, it's the desire to have some type of control Mm -hmm. because without control, we don't feel safe, which is crazy because who in the bleeping bloody heck ever said we had to have control? Like, (laughs) I mean, at what point did someone teach us that and we just got attached to that idea? Like, oh my goodness, isn't it so liberating to just do something that you just, I don't know. I know I I do it all the time. I go crazy at least once a month (laughs) and I just, you know, let loose and, and, and be out of control, whatever it is, color outside the lines, you know, do something outside of the control attachment narrative, like something that says, no, this is how you're supposed to be. Like society um, tells us to be a certain way, right? So the example that's coming up for me is like, um, oh, don't cry in front of your kids. Don't, you know, you need to be this, the pillar of your family. You need to be strong, you know, but it's actually strong to show emotion and show your kids, your family, you're a real person, you know? Yes. Um, 
For sure. And maybe, maybe one day you're just having a basket case day and that's okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, because why? Cause our kids will never have a basket case day. Of course they right. will, you know, and right. I would rather for one them be familiar and say, you know what, I've seen this before. And it doesn't mean that I'm a weirdo or doesn't mean that I'm going to die or doesn't mean anything crazy. Like I've seen my mom, my dad, my brother, my sister, my friend have just like a crazy day. And then, you know, two, three, four days later, we're good, you know? And so it, I mean, it starts to normalize being just human and on this earth and this little spacesuit that we're walking around in, you know, and, and again, in this, I talk about being in a finite world where, you know, yes, we have infinite possibilities and we have infinite energy and infinite sources of knowledge and love and everything, but we don't know that all the time. We, and a lot of us don't know that. And we're coming into the awareness of it. And surely our kids don't know that. And we didn't know that when we were kids. And so we got taught these certain rules and these certain lessons and these certain should be's and could be's. And that's really a difficult thing to, to break, but it's definitely something, uh, that again, the Buddhists, you know, that's how they believe that you reach nirvana or Zen, you know, you, you reach that point when, um, you find ways to let go of that attachment. Um, and then, but you know, even with the Buddhists, um, Ram Dass talks about it and he talks about how, uh, you know, it was a, for them, it was denouncing like, um, denunciation of their desires and their, their, their wants mm-hmm. and their needs and their need to control. Um, and then he talked about, but then you just walk about <laughs> the world <laughs> like a horny celibate. <laughs> <He was> like, <laughs> um, so I really liked his, uh, approach and his, way to explain how he he dealt with his neuroses and his attachments to uh certain things and he would talk about inviting them in you know he's like you know that one thought that you always say oh my god they're not going to like me or they're judging me or I, I look i look weird to them and you know he says that guy shows up and you know i just invite him in for a little while and he sits down and we have some tea and you know we talk a bit but but then he can't stay he's got to go you know like he's he's evicted after a while you know, but versus locking the door or, you know, avoiding eye contact and trying to not see them. To be be curious about mm -hmm. that thought, that person and not judge because with judgment comes shame. Absolutely. With some suffering. (laughs) Yes. And we suffer. We definitely doing the, uh, I should not, you know, I should be all of that. That's, that's really difficult to have to handle. You know, I work out every single day as possible if I can. For me, you know, I, I really enjoy being able to walk into the gym and not, um, attached to, I should be looking like this. I should be looking like that. I should be, you know, but it wasn't always like that because I, I do recall like coming in there and I'm like, well, you know, I'm, I'm okay for my age, you know? <laughs> like, but it was like, uh, you know, I, I think that I'm just okay. Period is now, you know, my, my story there. And that's what I attach to. I'm fine. Period. You know, not in comparisons to, or at this, I'm just fine. Period. And, and I really enjoy that. So for me, that's kind of my way of detaching or having non-attachment to narratives that I didn't even put them there. Like who, who, who said a certain age has to look a certain way? Like who told me that? Because (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I am, I am me. I am okay. How I am today. 
It might look a little different today than tomorrow, and that's okay. (laughs) And it gets kind of, for me, I think it gets a little bit, um, sometimes I can get overwhelming coming into this awareness and coming to this wakening up of of the cells, the spirit, the soul, whatever you have it. I I get like, oh, my gosh, um, I don't really want to say too much. It, because I, my kids are watching and I don't want to set narratives for them. <laughs> you know, like, who am I to say this is the way that this or that, you know, so I gets really, so I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, maybe I should have just been a nun and be quiet. <laughs> like, I don't want to influence the world. But at the same time, I'm like, it's okay because I, I do want them to, to hear me, but I also want them to think for themselves and to know that that's okay. So if they ever disagree, well, I don't, feel that way or I don't think that that's even if it's uh, absurd but you know it's like I I do want them to challenge things as well you know and I do want them to not always go along with everything I say because I want them to learn how to come up with their own ideas and their own stories and you know attach to those that which serve them versus what I think will serve them in the future you know because how do I know I don't even know who they are I don't know who they're going to be yeah, they're dead. They're not mine. <laughs> like, they came to this earth <laughs> to share their whatever with whomever, you know, and I can't be there to support them. Exactly. Um, and, and just enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy what they're there uh, to do. So the other thing I had um, researched and I was, I was listening to some Alan Watts last night and this morning. Um, I just love them. And like Alan Watts is somebody you can listen to over and over again because half the stuff you just really can't wrap your head around like at first. <laughs> and so no matter how many times I listen to it, it's always something new. But he was talking about this thing called motion, uh, that martial arts practitioners try to achieve, you know, like a uh, martial artist, like, uh, you know, any, any warrior uh, in particular tries to attain this uh, motion, which is basically a mental state of being free from thought. And, and their purpose, of course, is so that, you know, they're not in um, expectation of where the attack is going to come from here or there. They're just always free of thought, free of judgment, free of um, some type of, well, it should be over here and that. Because that way, when it doesn't work out that way, they get caught off guard and, you know, being caught off guard or hesitation in war, you're dead. But I think the same thing is in life. You know, I think that we could, you know, somehow apply that into our daily life and be like, okay, I'm, I'm practicing this motion where I don't, I'm free from any attachments or thoughts of how things should be or could be or were, you know, because that's the big one, how, you know, how were they? And then we compare everything from now on to how were they, even if it was good, I find myself doing that, comparing myself to, oh man, that was so much better than this. (laughs) <laughs> you know, and I'm attached to how something was way back when. Can it be this way? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then we suffer. We suffer instead of being present in the moment. So I think motion is something we can apply to our, our daily practice is just, just being in this mental state of, of being free from thoughts, uh, old thoughts or new thoughts, you know, even attaching to how we think it's going to be. <laughs> you know, you attach to future expectations. Mm-hmm. And those don't come through, and then we're eating a bucket of ice cream and drinking a bottle of wine. <laughs> I mean, not that I've done that before, but uh, <laughs> maybe once or twice <laughs> today. But <laughs> <laughs> but 
uh, do you feel that you have um, some successes with attachment or detachment um, or you have, or are there some still that you're working on? How is sure. it? Definitely, definitely still working. I can um, definitely agree with you there that exercise is like one of my main, um, oh man, you just feel so good after. And you realize those crazy thoughts you had before, like those are not you. I like the quote, it says, like, thoughts think themselves. Like, sometimes there's just a little monkey brain going on in your head, and uh, it, it can just go off everywhere. And so getting out of your head, whatever that could be for the person, you know, we feel exercise, taking a walk, watching a funny movie, whatever it is that can help you get out of that space can really make a difference. Absolutely. So I find myself on the daily still needing, needing that practice. And slowly seeing changes. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah, and I think we learned somewhere, too, in yoga class and um, maybe in other areas of our life, but that uh, that movement is a big part of releasing emotion, too. There could be, and I know I know uh, in the fascia, we actually hold emotion and, and memory, and we trap it there, like, which is crazy, but if you listen to a couple podcasts earlier to this, how thoughts are things. So these photons got attached to your cells in your fascia. So this attachment, this narrative, this ideal, this uh, suffering got attached somewhere inside your body to your fascia, to your fat cells, to your muscles, your joints, and it got trapped. So when you exercise, whether it's yoga or Pilates or running or sex, because that's an exercise, <laughs> you're releasing, you know, you're moving, you're wiggling, you're, you're stretching and you're, you're releasing some of those photons that were attached. So even our thoughts, when they become things, can get attached to other parts of our body and stay there in hiding. And we don't even know. We don't even know they're there until we release it. How many times you go to a yoga session and you, you're midway through, you just start crying? I was about to say the exact same thing. <laughs> I would go in happy, fine, and then you're like bawling near the end. Mm-hmm. And it feels good, but it's just like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that release. Like you had no idea. You were just like thinking about what you're going to eat afterwards when you walked <laughs> <Right>. in. <laughs> and you start moving and all of a sudden something comes wiggled. Something comes unattached. Something uh, now is leaving you and no longer is attached to you. And that's an amazing, amazing thing. And that's why for sure fitness is definitely a hundred percent, the best medicine for, for any of this, but, uh, yoga is definitely one of my favorites for sure, but I've done it too. You know, I just midway through, I just had to stop and just stay in child's pose and cry. Cause I don't want anybody to see me ugly cry, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it happens and that is so crazy. So there, there's this huge, huge understanding, not in just a, a yoga community or Buddhist community, but all around that attachment equates to suffering. I did want to touch on that, you know, also I can see how attachment in the past has been something that was comforting to us. And we talked about, you know, I was talking to you earlier about how back before we had computers and phones and text messages and books 
and television and radio, people had storytelling time and that's what they used, you know? And so in order to know what the people were like before you or what it was like, whether whatever it was, you fill in the blank, you know, but how was it? Well, somebody had to tell you the story of how it was and their way of telling you the story set an image in your brain that this is how being XYZ looks like, you know, whether it was being a mother, being a hunter, being a farmer, being a protector, uh, being a tribesman, whatever it was, you know, this is what it looked like. So now you're like attached to that and you're like, okay, that's, you know, so it was comforting because they didn't have to figure it out. They did have someone to give them an example, story example, but we took it away too far. <laughs> and, and, and now, you know, and it can be comforting because somebody eventually kind of give you examples and, you know, that was kind of nice because you didn't have to figure it out all on your own. You had some kind of blueprint. But then we get attached to certain blueprint styles and we're like, no, ours has to look like that because that's what we've decided was the best way. Yeah. What's coming up for me is like we tell kids in school, it's okay to be different. Everyone is different. We like you to be unique. But then look at how in society we judge and how we, we don't carry that into like adulthood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're saying one thing to kids and then doing another. It seems right. Like. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's another thing was like for myself, I, I try to watch that, but my kids will catch me too. And they're like, well, yesterday you said this and today you say that it's so confusing. And I'm like, don't attach yourself to any expectations. <laughs> <laughs> Zero attachments today, honey. (laughs) But you know, it's definitely, um, definitely it it is a work in progress. It's not for me, you know, um, I can honestly say it's like, it's something I had to grow through as well. And I'm still growing through it and I love it, you know, and I mean, the Buddhist, good, good, they stay forever. I mean, months and years in practice and, and may never achieve it. May never achieve it. I mean, that's their goal, but they may never achieve it. Um, whereas, you know, there could be other people that are able to detach and, and find nirvana like within a matter of days. Like it all depends on how willing you are to be free. Number one, you know, because it is, it is, it is scary, but it's actually much more strength to just let go of those attachments than it is to hold on to them because we hold on to them again for security. We're in control. We feel safe, but they're really eating up at us, you know, for the most part, for the most part, because they're no longer serving the purpose of, of the older days when we needed those attachments and those narratives to, to kind of give us an ideal. Now we're using attachment and narratives to uh, literally judge ourselves on a daily basis and judge society and judge everything, you know, and I mean, we can get attached to anything. We, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, narratives of how we should be. We can get attached to, to people. <laughs> we can have attachment to people and, and relationships, you know, and you get in this a relationship and you're like, this is my thing. And if this thing goes away, who am I? Mm-hmm. you know, and that's a scary attachment to have because, you know, you obviously were somebody before, exactly. you know, and you're going to be somebody after. 
You don't want it to become your identity. You know, we always right. say like, I'm not just a mother, a friend, a girlfriend, uh, you know, whatever your job is. Like I'm not just those things. So, right. Yeah. And getting attached to your job. That's another one. You know, uh, we talk about attachment to, to working. You know, I talked about my previous episode about my job and how I was just kind of stuck there and stuck in this rat wheel of like, no, I have to do this because I have to, you know, pay for this and I have to do that. And it just goes on and on again. You know, you're, you go to work to make the money to pay for the roof over your head so you can sleep at night just to wake up and make the money and do it all over again. So essentially you're just paying for a a, a cot, a hot and a cot. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Because you're paying, you know, and so you get stuck into it, but I can't leave it because this is what we're supposed to do. This is the idea. This is, this makes me success. This makes me, you know, functional and, and, and a part of the community and society. And, And I'm not saying you shouldn't, work, you know, absolutely work. If you, if you love it and you want to, I try to avoid it, but, (laughs) uh, you know, but what I'm saying is like, we get into this attachment to, I, this is how I have to be. This is what makes sense. This is what everyone says makes sense. So you do it and you be it until you realize maybe one day you say, oh, well, I can still make money and I can still do that, but I can change. I don't have to stay in this job that's killing me or making me miserable. And, and it's okay, but we use it again as a attachment is security sometimes, but it's a false sense of security. As we can see with, with, you know, what's happening right now in the world with the COVID and everything, uh, lots of people lost their jobs uh, that they were attached to. I mean, you were working in a, in a job yourself, weren't you? And then they sent everybody home and then it was like, are we going to have, are we ever going to go back? I mean, that right. must've been scary. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, very scary. A lot of confusion. And I guess one example I'm thinking about is like, um, maybe like a workaholic or somebody who uh, lost their job, and that that was their identity. And that then they're at home, and maybe they get depressed, or maybe they, you know, end up fighting with their family or whatever, they didn't have that, that, that focus anymore. Right. Because at some point they attached to the idea that their job was it. And if they don't have that, they weren't capable of doing anything else. Or or if they are, it, it was all meaningless, anything else, which is crazy because you could do a hundred things else. <laughs> you can do lots of things else. Um, and I, I was talking about that uh, not too long ago with a friend of mine. And I was like, you know, talking about work again and, and saying, you know, I, I really... I do enjoy working, but I like to work um, doing things I like and having fun. I don't like to work because I'm attached to the idea that I have to make X amount of money or gain X amount of titles. You know, I said, I definitely think that work was invented for play and it just so happened to make us money (laughs) to provide for things that, you know, the economy is going to charge you for. But definitely wasn't ideal. Like, oh, do you want to be a hunter? Do you want to be a fisher? Do you want to be a gatherer? Do you want to be a sower? What do you want to be? You know, pick a pick one of these things. And now, you know, unfortunately, we've attached to a different story, which is, you know, uh, one of 
obtaining as much as you possibly can and consuming as much as you possibly can. And no one's ever happy when they do all that anyway. But, <laughs> but you know, because they, they lost the fun. They lost the fun of it. And the purpose of it, you know, was to provide for yourself or your family the main necessities, um, not all these extravagant extras, you know? And I, yeah, I definitely... Like you said, that's, that's success, you know? That's what we define as success. Uh, the more money you make, the more, bigger house you have, all these things but are we really happy is this worth it we can't take any of this with us you know right so why be attached to it it all goes to crap in 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 an instant and (laughs) what are you gonna do and so it's i find that it's so much more um so much more for me anyway comforting to just flow back and forth with whatever is going to be versus attaching to. And again, it's a practice, you know, because I, I wake up in the day sometimes and I'm like already with these coulda, shoulda, wouldas, you know, and I have to remind myself, you know, let's not get into attached to the schedule that I thought I was going to keep today <laughs> because things can happen. Let's practice motion instead and just be like, whatever, I'm free of any expectations or thoughts, you know, and sure, I'm not saying don't have a daily plan, but don't lose your shit because you skip, you know, that eighth glass of water. <laughs> like, or for my case, I'm down like only three. I have to catch up, but no big deal. You know, I'm not going to sit here and then create a story because that's the other thing that happens when you get attached. You create a story like if I don't get those eight glasses of water in, I'm never going to lose the weight. If I don't lose the weight, I'm going to hate myself. I'm not going to fit into that. And then it da, 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 da. Just goes on and on and on. Monkey brain. Monkey brain. Exactly. Don't let a monkey inside your brain. Don't. <laughs> like, it'll throw poop everywhere. <laughs> but we're not saying that you shouldn't have desires and goals and things you're working towards, but just saying when things come up and maybe you hit a little fork in the road, um, we're, we're not going to attach that to anything. We're not going to judge. Uh, this is we're going to, like you said, flow with it. Um, you can feel your feelings. You're sad, whatever happened. Yes. Um, feel it for sure. It's a, it's a part of your journey and keep moving. So. Right. Motion again, motion. Cause that release emotion, you know, no sense in carrying that attachment around with you because it, it happened. It was in the past. It, it, it's not existing in your present. What's existing is your need to continue to attach to it. And that's what you need to work through. And there's no shame in that. Of course, you know, we, we've all had some stuff. I definitely had some stuff. Um, but I did the work, uh, so that I can, I can be more in the present, in the clearer, in the now. Definitely, definitely know that there, there is some real stuff there and then some real work. And we're not just, you know, discrediting that. Um, but definitely. One one thing that I really like, if it is like childhood things that, you know, just you're carrying around, um, you can almost tell yourself, uh, you can thank yourself, like your inner child, for keeping yourself safe during that time. Like you needed that at that time to function, be safe, get whatever, get through whatever you got through and, and say, okay, I can, I can let that go now. I, in my environment now, I no longer need this. And like almost thank yourself 
Yeah, absolutely. For being brave enough and smart enough to, to hold that as a protection, you know, something you did to protect yourself back then. And you're right. And now we have to be in the present and, and look at it. Do I need this? Is this serving me? Mm-hmm. Uh, or is this only causing me pain and more disruption in my relationships now? You know, whether they be romantic or friendships or, you know, parental relationships, whatnot, you know, and, and really get to it. Do I still need to be attached to this? You know, and if you find that you don't, which I hope you do, mm-hmm. put it down and burn it. <laughs> Cause if you don't burn it, you're going to go back and pick it up. <laughs> like a little backpack. <laughs> you put it down. You're like, I don't need this anymore. You walk off. You feel good for a couple of days, week or so. And then, oh yeah, but you know what? Maybe I want to look at that one more time. Or maybe I might come into a situation where I need it. So let me go get it and let me just hold it for a little bit longer. And, and you don't leave it. So if you're going to set it down, burn it to the ground so that it can never come back and bother you. <laughs> Well, I thank you so much for joining us and I hope you enjoyed this session. I hope that you got something out of it. If you have any questions, please um, leave me a comment, leave me a review. Let me know what you think. Share this podcast with somebody that you think may, may benefit from it because we're here as light workers to help each other to bring unity, love, compassion, understanding. And we want to thank Crystal for being with us today. I really had fun. Thank you so much. And thank you for joining me as we grow and learn to be infinite AF. Mm-hmm.